0: Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me on an all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Laura Bender, and so today's guest that I have is Dr. Michelle Hanna, and we have a really great conversation uh, that leads into authenticity, which is, of course, one of my vinyasa practices, one of their core values. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you again for listening, and I will check in with you on the other side. All right. Well, welcome to Heartfelt Consciousness. I have today's guest is Dr. Michelle Hanna. So welcome very much. Thank you for so much for spending the time here today with me. Um, So if you wouldn't mind just kind of diving in um, and telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do.
1: Yes. Thank you so much um, for having me. So I actually help singles and couples emotionally heal connect deeper to intimacy, and ultimately live authentically. Um, I've been a public speaker for the last 15 years, and I am on my fourth book, uh, my last book that was released in 2019, Mm -hmm. which was The Self Vows that absolutely has
0: me on an amazing journey, (laughs) for sure. So yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, you kind of, when you're working with couples and everything like that, uh, so can you actually define how, how would you define authenticity? Cause that's actually one of our core values. I don't know if you can see my, my sweatshirt. I have authentic on here as well. It's one of our core values at my vinyasa practice. So how would you define authenticity?
1: Well, um, so whether it's a single, you know, whether you're single, whether you're a couple, um, I would define it the same because i think it's the same in terms of the the foundation of authenticity so what i'd first like to do is to give your listeners like a visual so if you woke up and you weren't concerned about what people thought about you or what they said about you um and you didn't have to worry about judgment who would you be mm. how <laughs> make you feel. So every time I even do that like I have chills right now because every time I say that, it is absolutely um, an accountability that I give myself every single time I say that. So usually w- if you know what you would be or what you would do, usually it'll bring a smile to your face. Um, it'll make you feel some peace. And my favorite, it'll make you feel free. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's the visual part. Um, but in terms of just the definition of what I go by, um, is that it's your genuine truth. Now, some people have brutal honesty, mm-hmm. and then others have are truthful. And when you're truthful. It comes from a different intention. It comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. It comes from a place of, I want to help you. I want you to do better. Or I want to help me. I want myself to do better. Yeah. When's brutal honesty, um, that feels aggressive Mm -hmm. and it feels judgmental. Um, So how do we get to that truth? It's not easy. It is a lifetime, I feel, of evolution. It's not one of those things that you can just check off, you know, your list as I'm done. Okay, completed that goal. You will be doing this for the rest of your life. And authenticity. um, So again, how do we get to the truth? Mm -hmm. The way that we get to the truth in terms of authenticity is we have to unearth. A lot of beliefs that, whether it's yours or whether it was someone else's, that's where the real hard work comes in. Because do you believe what you believe because your parents told you, social media uh, teachers you respect, or, you know, mentors, or is that what you really believe? Is that what you really want to do? Do you really want to live your life in whatever way you're living it? And so when you don't let yourself off the hook and you hold yourself accountable to finding the answer, that is when you begin to divorce the fake self and you truly begin to get so intimate with authenticity.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful answer. And I, I loved how you really broke it down there and having, you know, having us visualize those first couple of questions that you just kind of put out there posed, uh, just discovering that. Um, so can you be authentic in your personal and professional life? Like, I feel like sometimes, um, People just assume that it it just might have to be you know this is this is just your your personal self, and that's how you're reflecting out. but can you can you project that same kind of authenticity in your professional life as well?
1: Yes, you know, and it 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 has taken me years to figure that out because I used to um, work and I used to be an assistant dean for university. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine with academia, you know, and admissions, it was um, a very, very conservative environment. Right. I often felt like I was suffocating, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know why I felt that way. Um, And then I realized, (laughs) you know, like about 10 years ago, as I started to really do a lot of this work in terms of authenticity, just for myself, I realized the reason why I felt that I was suffocating is because I wasn't being authentic. I felt like Mm -hmm. I was forced into being something that I wasn't. So I'll give you an example of how I know that we can really be authentic in our professional life. Mm -hmm. So in order to be authentic, I believe you have to be vulnerable yes. in order to be authentic. Some of our greatest leaders are uh, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They, they show us their woundedness and we connect to that. They're not afraid to ask for help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not afraid to say, you know what, I made a mistake. And then they show us how to navigate through that, that is authentic. And it's also creating a deeper connection. So to think that we're supposed to be perfect and to not have empathy for each other, or if we're in leadership, to not have empathy for the people that we are leading or we're managing, that that to me disconnects from what I feel authenticity is in your professional life and in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with that in your personal life, you're going to struggle with that in your professional life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe you need to change professions, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. And so where you really can be who you are. And, and sometimes that's just very scary for people, but, but you, you have a choice to, um, embrace this journey. You have that choice and, and yes, that choice takes a lot of courage. It does. Yeah. Because when you just say, okay, you know, I'm not going to make any waves. I'm just going to believe that. Okay. I'm going to go along with the flow. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to just be in the raw of it and raw spell back, backwards is war so either i'm gonna war with myself i'm gonna war with others you know mm-hmm. or i'm going to be in the raw which is the truth and let's just write it to the wheels fall off and even when the wheels fall off we'll write it some more because that is the true commitment not only to authenticity, but is the true commitment to self. Mm.
0: Yes. So do you feel like, was there like a major shift? Uh, like, did you, how did you come across, like when you, when you were struggling, when you were that Dean, assistant Dean position, um, what, what do you feel was that shift that, that all of a sudden pushed you like, Oh, well, this is what was going on all along. Was there something that that kind of like spoke out to you that, that allowed that to happen?
1: So I began to actually just really think about um, why I had suffered from so many illnesses. Mm. And I started to really um, embrace going deeper mm-hmm. and self-reflecting and understanding that, okay, yes, I'm scared, but I still need to unearth this. I need to know why, you know, that I ended up with cervical cancer, and then endometriosis, and then adenomyosis, and then tumors, and then cysts. I needed to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And at that particular time, I was dealing with, um, I had a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. that had left me with, um, damage, severe damage, um, to my pudendal nerve. And I had just come to a point where I didn't understand why all of this was happening to me. Mm. And so when I started to think about that, I went back to when I first had gotten diagnosed with cervical cancer. Um, I was the assistant dean for that university. Mm -hmm. And I never would take lunch uh, because I was so scared that I was going to lose my job, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I just felt like I got to keep on working. I got to show them that I'm worthy, that I'm valuable. And I, I should have basically went to the doctor um, even more than I was, you know, Mm -hmm. even when they were telling me there's nothing, there's nothing, right i should have fought more because it was my body and it was me like forget the job you know right um, but i was so scared that they were going to fire me and then they were going to think that i couldn't do my job and at the time you know i had went through a divorce and i had this you know child that was looking up at me and because of that i was so operating And definitely the opposite of who I was in terms of uh, authenticity. Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't operating in my truth. That began to be very stressful for me. And I was keeping in so many emotions. And I believe that stress is at the foundation of a lot of illnesses that we have. And so I began to make those connections that I was never happy in that profession at all. Um, I thought that that was what I was supposed to do because of the title and, you know, that, okay, you know, I'll make my mom proud and my dad proud. And, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was absolutely not what i was supposed to be doing however there was some beautiful lessons that came from that mm-hmm. and so it's kind of conflicting because in one moment i'll say no i was supposed to be there because there was so much that i learned to get me on the path that i needed to yeah. be at the same time that was not the profession that i mm-hmm. needed to be in i knew since i was in the second grade that I wanted to help people. Um, I was even saying then that I was going to be a child psychologist because, you know, I was a child. So in my mind, child Mm -hmm. psychologist. But that was what I knew even then. So it's interesting how we will allow people and situations to get us off our path and get us disconnected Uh from purpose. And then that's how I, you know, ended up. In that position, that was probably the most stress I've ever been in in my life. Couldn't sleep, none of those things. So that was what really, once I started to reflect, it start. I started to connect the dots in why my illness kept. It it was like we we'd um, take care of one thing, and then I go to the doctor. And then it would be something else. Wow. And I truly believe a lot of that was connected to I couldn't be free. um, Or at least I I thought I couldn't be free. Yeah. I didn't think I could speak my truth. I I didn't think I could really use my voice. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of stress. And that's very emotionally painful to feel like your voice really doesn't matter and you have to just do something because you think that this is the way you're supposed to do it.
0: Yeah. So speaking of lessons, um, many of us had to pivot and this kind of changed maybe our whole our whole perspective on how to handle ourselves going you know, through the pandemic and everything, which is still kind of continuing on right now. So what do you feel was probably the most valuable lesson from over the last year that you um, encountered? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like the the bomb, the bomb, drop the bomb on the last question here. (laughs) I know
1: because, you know, I was able to pivot quite well when the pandemic started.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It was this year. Yeah that I just was like, why am I numb? Why am I feeling this anxiety? Is it because like a lot of my clients, they had that energy? Am I, am I not releasing it properly? You know? So Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure it out. Um, Then I lost a very good friend of mine and I didn't even know what was going on until she was already in the hospital. And then within weeks, she was gone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I I couldn't get it. I mean, I couldn't understand, like, why couldn't she be truthful with me? Yeah. With me, of all people that have dealt with... you know, 20 years Mm -hmm. of being ill. Like, wait, what? So I was feeling betrayed and I was grieving and I was hurt. She was only 41 years old and I just couldn't understand. And then yesterday, another childhood friend, um, died of leukemia and, I I knew that she had only had, I found out when she only had 30, about 30, 45 days, um, she made the 30. And so I was trying to deal with grieving the other situation that happened at the end of September. Yeah. And then to start trying to put that together in what I was then just told and then to be told yesterday that she was gone. So, I sit here in the most authentic way today, you know, to tell you that the greatest lesson I have learned is that I've given so many lessons to so many other people. And all of those lessons, I need them so bad right now for myself. I need to just. Be okay with taking all those lessons in real tight and 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 just working through them and experiencing them and just being. And some people do it differently where they, you know, have to have a lot of people around them. Right now, I just need to love myself so compassionately, so full of empathy and care. That's what I need right now. And that is the greatest lessons that I have learned this year. Yeah.
0: I think I'm in the same boat. I have, I actually had a couple traumatic situations happen within the last week or so. We actually had a home fire um, in our basement (laughs) and uh, thankfully everyone's okay. Obviously. Um, And I'm in this office space that's upstairs, but um, you know, you're waking up in the middle of the night and you don't know what to think what's going on. And there's a lot of panic and, and hesitation even sometimes too, like, oh my gosh, like, what do I, you know, there's always that question, like when you grab, when your house is on fire to take out, like what's most important right. to you. Right. And, um, a lot of it's come to up with me as well. Just coming to a head at this point where I, I feel like even today, like there was people here just kind of they're here to help. Obviously they're here to remove the objects that might need to be cleaned. And I was just kind of, I was so overwhelmed with it that even leading up to this interview, I was just like, I've been crying for like hours. (laughs) So I've been, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I have to get myself together here. But you know, I think just having that same, just knowing that I'm feeling it, I'm going through that and just working my way through it is the best thing you possibly do. Um, I think it's so beautiful that um, you and I were
1: literally in the same space. Because I literally was saying before I came on this call, okay, we are going to cry, but we cannot cry right (laughs) in this moment. We got to get through this interview. And then Mm -hmm. after, we are going to just literally pull off this jacket, (laughs) take off this makeup. And we are going to have a good cry and I'm going to put on my robe and I am done for today. (laughs) But it just made me uh, feel so connected because we we just proved it right now. Because you were being authentic with me, it connected to my soul to say, okay, I just want to be authentic with you right now to tell you we were literally in the same emotion.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. And I'll probably do the same exact thing for As soon as I hit stop, stop the recording. I'd be like, Ooh, okay, let's have, let's cry it out right now. And yes. I probably, I think I've cried out all my makeup. So thankfully I have this wonderful light. That's, <laughs> that's, that's making me look lovely right now. And you look beautiful exactly. as well. So we're all good. We're all good. But yes, <laughs> well, anyway, definitely. <laughs> well, anyway, I thank you so much, uh, Dr. Michelle, uh, for coming on today and sharing your um just your thoughts and sharing your your authenticity with me and with our listeners. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. And you have a wonderful rest of your day too. We are going to get through this. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll take care. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: All right. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Dr. Michelle. So as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.